Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation, it's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. Here are your hosts, Tyler and Charlie. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. If you have not already signed up for a new account at MyBookie, Pause this episode right now, guys. It's all good. You can come right back to it. We've got plenty of picks for you. They're not going anywhere. But go to mybookie.ag right now. Click on the Sign Up Now button and use the promo code UGA to double your very first deposit. You really are not going to beat that deal, guys. So do it now so that you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. I am your host, Tyler. And once again, back with me to make our picks of the week. What is this? Week 12, Charlie? Yes. Week 12, that's um depressing. That's depressing. But here we are, week 12, and we've got some picks to make. We've been doing this all year long. We've been giving you winners week after week, and today is going to be no different. Charlie, before we get to those picks, though, I have to ask you, are you ready for the blistering cold that is about to engulf your body in Lexington, Kentucky this weekend? I am not. I don't know if you can get ready. Like we're talking about like in the teens type weather. Not quite as cold as Indianapolis, but also not that far off. Are you layering up? You got a parka you're wearing? Like what, what what's your plan to stay warm this weekend? Because we're talking like twenty mile an hour winds in the stadium potentially. Multiple layers and try not to think about it. Get the hand warmers? Yes. The feet warmers. Oh, I'm loaded up. I, I basically clean the store out. I have a neck warmer that I wear. It's like a scarf. But I've got better. I've got about twelve layers I'm gonna be packing on. Sounds good. I'm going to do the Eskimo watch. Just kind of waddle in the stadium. That's me. But uh, it's going to be cold, but this is what we do. We go to football games, and uh, for better or worse, we are going to make it work. We're going to make it work. But, Charlie, we do have a lot of picks to make this week. So that means before we get there, we've got to recap last week real quick. I know you have the handy-dandy notebook. I see you writing in it right this second. So what was the final result from last week? All right. Well, in week 11, you went 11-6. and six. Arkansas let us both down, losing a tight one at home to LSU. That was that was very frustrating to watch. This was the second week in a row you hit on your parlay, which included Duke, Coastal, Florida, and FSU, which was plus 219. So what's your take or your thoughts from last week? So not a good week. It wasn't as good. I think last week I was 12-5. and five. So not quite as good, but like right there, still five games over 500. So it was a very, very profitable week for me. It would have been even more profitable if Arkansas would not have let me down. And they tried, man. It was just a very frustrating game to watch. Like 
That Arkansas defense has been abysmal all year, and they played by far their best game against a, a very average at best LSU offense. They had a plan for them. They were able to get after the quarterback, force multiple turnovers, gave the offense short fields, and the offense has been the saving grace for Arkansas this year. But what really let me down is I was under the impression that KJ Jefferson was going to be playing. Like he's been banged up the back, the back half of the year. I know that he missed the game against Mississippi State. He wasn't 100% against Liberty, but he played the week before. There, were, there was no indication that he was not going to play in this game until about an hour before kickoff when I had already given this pick out, already put the money down, and then he's not playing, and then Malik Hornsby was an absolute disaster. Brought in Cade Fortin, and he almost brought him back, but it just was not meant to be. So that was a frustrating game. I feel like we were on the right side of that. If KJ Jefferson plays, they win that game, right? I think so, yeah. I think they win that game if he plays. I feel very confident saying that. So, I mean, that's just one game, but that was a frustrating one because that was um, not only a, a, a lock I had, a pick I had here, but also my upset special of the week. But, you know, 11-6, and six, Charlie, that's a good week. Any day of the week, I'll take it. All right, I went 9-4. and four. Not bad. Uh, like you, Arkansas let me down as my upset special. Um, did not hit my parlay. Once again, it was just one leg. I feel like when either you or I lose a parlay, it's literally every time one game. It's well, one leg of the parlay. That's how, that's, how they, that's, how, that's how they get you. That's how it works. Oregon lost to Washington. Sunk me, so that was that. They almost won. It wasn't a bad bet, Charlie. Like, Oregon was there. Landing made a couple of somewhat questionable calls towards the end. Yeah. Bo Nix got hurt a little bit. Yeah. Is he playing this week? Allegedly, but like with college, it's not like the NFL where there's hard and fast rules on injury reports. Like coaches, it's just all gamesmanship. I think they need, I think eventually, when eventually they're going to have one of these betting companies that sponsors the NCAA or these conferences. And part of that's going to be like, hey, we need injury reports because you're screwing our fans over and fans aren't going to put, they're not going to be betting as much. They don't know who's playing. Eventually, I think it will happen, but it's very frustrating to try and, especially late in the season, all these guys are banged up. It's hard to put bets down sometimes when you think a guy's going to play, but he doesn't end up playing and it's very frustrating. Okay. Well, the running season totals, um, you are 99 and 66, which is 60%. Pretty good. You're now eight and six on upset specials and five and six on weekly parlays. Um, my win total is 65 and 45, which is 59%. You were like nipping at my heels, Charlie. You've had a huge past month. No, oh, thank you. All right, four and four on parlays and one and eight on upset specials. That's the only spot, Charlie, that you're having a lot of trouble with those upset specials. You know, I keep picking Arkansas and it hasn't been working in my favor, but maybe one day, maybe you one day. You should pick Vandy. I, you should have yeah, picked Vandy. I, I was going to take a flyer on Vandy and I was like, no. I took Vandy when game. they played at Mizzou. And they couldn't. You just picked the wrong week. They almost won it. that game. I, I, they had a last second yes, drive. I know I know, I know. I know. I know. You've had some bad luck on those. All right. You've been well, close. Are we ready to get into SEC play? Yeah, let's go. Let's get, let's get the thing rolling. All right. Well, Vanderbilt is coming off their first SEC win after a 26 SEC game losing streak. So, how about Clark Lee and the Doors? How about those Doors? Charlie, like I said, they've been close the past couple weeks. I mean, South Carolina, they had shots there, they kind of blew it. Turned the ball over a little too much. They legitimately had a shot late in the game against Missouri. And I thought they would, like, we both bet on Vandy to cover that 17.5 point spread. I thought there was a chance that they could maybe somehow kind of possibly win it and get, catch Kentucky looking ahead to the Georgia game. But I, I just didn't feel confident enough to put any money down on that. And now, obviously, I'm kicking myself in the head for that. But yeah, you know, Doors, like, they're playing hard. They're getting better. Clark Lee does a really good job there. And that's, that is a hellaciously difficult job and a rebuilding job. But I think he's going to do a solid job for them. Yeah, I was really happy for them. I hope they're able to calm down after a great weekend. And get I will some... say, in the bar I was in in Starkville, not just me, but like to a person, every person in there, when Vandy, because the game was, they had tons of TVs everywhere. When Vandy 
clinched that game essentially was over. Like the entire bar is like a collective like yes, let's go, and it was very exciting to see Vandy. Like people were like investing in Vandy trying to win a football game. Yeah, fun. well, I hope they got in some good practice this week. They host the Gators on Saturday at noon. Not a great start time, which will be eleven central. Yep. So yikes. Um, I mean, it would be great if Vandy could get another Maybe they upset this weekend. Again. I don't think it'll happen, but it would be great. Um, Florida's favored by fourteen here. I think Vandy can keep it within fourteen. I want to believe, Charlie. I want to believe. But I just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at this point, what, what? this is not a Florida team that's quit, though. Some of the players are no longer with the team. But this is not like a Dan Mullen Florida team from last year where they just quit after the Georgia game. I'm going to, so you're taking that, you're putting that on the card, Vandy plus 14? Yeah, that's on my card. Okay, 14. I don't hate it, but I'm not going to go with it, Charlie. I'm actually, I like the, the point total better here. I'm going to go Florida, Vandy over 57 and a half. Vandy's still really bad on defense, Charlie. They got fortunate they played the worst offense in the SEC last week in Kentucky, which we'll get to in a little bit here when we talk about the Georgia-Kentucky game. But Vandy's still giving up 40 points per game in SEC play. And Florida is not a great offense against good teams. Like when they play good defenses, they don't really fare that well when they play Georgia's defense. Kentucky's defense, they don't really have good days. But this is the type of defense that Florida feasts on. They go crazy on these type of defenses, and they put up a lot of points. Now, but Vandy on the flip side, offensively, they're starting to come around a little bit. They're starting to figure some things out. They actually have a couple playmakers. You've got Ray Davis, a running back, who's a really underrated running back in the SEC. Will Shepard is one of the better receivers in the league. They have a couple guys. The defense has been the problem for them this year. So when you have a team that has a solid offense, a capable offense with a couple of playmakers, but an absolutely horrific defense playing a team that feasts on horrific defenses, I think that's a recipe for this game going over the 57.5 total. Okay, so you're saying I shouldn't take Vandy. I'm not saying – I, I told you I think it's a solid pick. I just don't like it as much as I like the point I total. have a lot of picks that could, like, really work in my favor this week or totally just – I feel like that's every week, white. though. I know. I know. Hey, I'm going to be rooting for you on this, Charlie. All I right. am. I mean, well, I, w- I would love to see Vandy be Florida. It'd be awesome. All right, well, let's move on to the next one. Last weekend we all watched as Josh Heupel ran the score up on Mizzou in the last two minutes and took a timeout when it was totally unnecessary. Obviously, he was But was this. it unnecessary? Yeah. He was trying to... They're trying to score enough points, get style points, so they can get college football playoff. That's what they're trying right, to do. Right, but it's not necessary. It's garbage. Well, I mean, it is. It's unnecessary. Because they don't have, like, they don't have good teams Well, but doesn't that schedule. also say something about the committee if they're only looking at the box scores? Well, yeah, like, I mean, the committee's garbage, the, Charlie. Right. Okay, so... Oh. It's all garbage. All right, well... As long as we're number one, it's okay. But rude, after that, it's garbage. Rude. I don't like it, and I would love for them to lose South Carolina this weekend, but we know that isn't going to happen. The spread is 26. No, 21. No, it's 26 now. 26. It will open at 21. Now it's a 26. Now it's a 26. All right. Maybe South Carolina can cover? I don't think so. I would love to see that, Charlie. I mean, I don't, again, I've said before, it's not that I'm whoo, scared of Tennessee and the college football playoff. Like, no, I just don't like Tennessee. I don't want their fans to be able to enjoy going to the college football playoff. I don't want them in. I do not want them in. So I would love, like, if they win this game, I'd love to be a tight game. Or, hey, if they lose, incredible. I don't see that happening. I don't have a play on this one, though, Charlie, because I do think Tennessee is 26 points better than South Carolina. The problem, though, is Tennessee's not the same offense away from Neyland Stadium. When they actually have to contend with crowd noise, it messes with that offense. And I know South Carolina is not good. It's not Sanford Stadium, but you've been in that stadium, Charlie. Like when a good team comes in and the fans show up, which I believe they will when Tennessee is, high, is as highly ranked as they are in this game, at least I think they will, we'll see, 
that can be you know that can be a tough environment. It really can be. So I, I just don't know if the Tennessee offense is going to go wild. They should because they're that much better than South Carolina. And as you mentioned, they are in run-it-up mode right now. So it's kind of some competing interest here. They want to run the score up. Jalen Hyatt is from essentially, like not Columbia, I think he's from Irmo, South Carolina. He was famously not offered by South Carolina. He wants to obviously have a huge day. But then there's the other side where they just don't play as well. They're not in sync as much offensively when they're away from home. So I just don't know how to feel about that one. So I'm just going to stay away from it entirely. All right. I'm going to take the over, which is 67. Yeah. Because if Tennessee is going to just try to run the score up, then... I mean, Tennessee could easily score I'm going to use that 50. to my favor. Like, Tennessee... Like, if this game was in England Stadium, I would say, yeah, Tennessee's probably going to put 50 on South Carolina. But it's in Columbia, so I don't know. It's not a bad pick at all, Charlie. I'm just... I don't have the level of confidence that I need to actually put this on my card. Okay. All right. Well, I'm taking the over in this one. The next SEC game, really the last one before we talk about Georgia... Um, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Last weekend, Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin came so close to beating Alabama. We all know Bama got calls they shouldn't have or calls weren't made where they should have been made, like the blatant face mask on Jackson Dart. I mean, it just happens every single week. Yep, but hopefully after all of that, I think Lane Kiffin will still be able to get his team ready for this week. This is such a conundrum for me in this game. Why? Oh, because the coaching, I love the coaching matchup? And you just got, a- Charlie, there can only be one. You have to pick one. Kiffin, Pittman. Who's your I boy? Can't Who's your boy, I can't Charlie? Pick. Charlie, you I can't have pick. to. They're totally gun to your head. They're different personalities. No, but no you, 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 both which likeable. one do you like more? Of course, they're different personalities. Both which lovable. One? Yes, they are. But which one do you like more? I don't know. There's don't no, know. no. Answer the question. I I, we're not moving on to your answer the question. Can't. Oh my god! But up the road, Sam Pittman and the Razorbacks almost beat LSU last weekend, and Kerry J. Jefferson's supposed to play this weekend. No, he's not fully healthy, but he's supposed to play. Could make the game a little bit more interesting. Um, if you played last weekend, the Hogs would have beaten LSU. I do think so, yeah. But he didn't, so, so sucks for me. they're not totally beaten down. Well, I, I mean, no one, I mean, well, I shouldn't say no one expected him to win that game, but they put up a valiant effort against a team that's yeah. going to play in the SEC Championship game. I don't think that's going to beat them down too much. Getting KJ Jefferson back should be, hopefully, a shot in the arm. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I know you want Arkansas to win this game because you have, a win total bet, and they yeah. need to win the last two games, yeah. right? And they were, they would have already gone over this this win total if KJ Jefferson had not gotten hurt this year. But that's what happens. That's the risk you run with win totals. It happens sometimes. But hey, if they they need to win these last two games, and it's possible. It's possible they can win this game, Charlie. They can. There's a reason this line is only two and a half. Just like there was a reason the line was only three last week against LSU, when the perception is the other teams are so much better. Arkansas can win this game. It's just, I mean, and it's at night, right, in Fayetteville. So like, the, there's that. Ole Miss coming off the the Bama game. There's always that Bama blow theory, right? The body blow theory for Bama and all, and all the emotion they put into that game. You lose that game. Are you deflated? There's also all the Lane Kiffin talking about potentially going to Auburn. So this is a spot where I think Arkansas could beat Ole Miss. I don't think Ole Miss is that much better than Arkansas that to suggest they can just go into Fayetteville no matter what the situation is and the circumstances around the program and just say, hey, we're going to win this game. So, I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm not putting any money on it because I already have money on Arkansas to win this game with the win total bet. But, I don't know, it's going to be a fun game to watch, and I will certainly be watching it very, very closely after our game ends, and uh, hopefully if I'm not frozen stiff at that point. All right. Well, Arkansas is a slight two-and-a-half-point underdog. I've done it many times this season. Are you doing it? It hasn't worked in my favor. I'm taking Arkansas. You haven't learned your lesson? Plus two-and-a-half. You're taking the plus two-and-a-half. Okay. I'm taking under 60. 
Interesting. Under Total. 60. Okay, so two teams Game. that like to run the football yep. that run some clock. And I'm taking Arkansas in the upset. That's my upset special for this week. Well, that's so Arkansas plus two and a half, Arkansas to win outright, and under 60. Under 60. Yep, I got three All plays right. on this You're game. You'll be watching this game very closely, aren't you? I know I will be. I'll probably be throwing things at whatever bar I'm at yeah. in Lexington. I'll be throwing things. Well, please don't throw things. That's childish. Well, I'll be throwing things like in my mind. I won't okay. actually throw things in a bar, okay. Charlie. Well, just if I was at home, sure. I would be throwing things. I, sh- I wouldn't be throwing things. I'd be screaming things. I'll probably be okay. shouting some things I shouldn't shout, but man, my voice is gone, Charlie. Well, as soon as I recover from that Tennessee game. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. I'm trying. I was on the, the, the liquid, the, the honey, the lemon tea, and it worked for a little while, but it's it's fading. It's fading. Every week, I got to scream my head off, Charlie. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's your hard. job. It's hard. It is. And I got I to do four or five episodes a week. It's a lot, man. The voice is gone. All right. So, well, hey, that's all you got in the SEC? Yeah. You're missing, I mean, we have you're missing the biggest game of the week in the conference. You mean Texas A&M and University well, of Massachusetts? No, no. That's, who cares about them? No. I have a play on that game. Western but. Kentucky at Auburn. Oh, yeah. I have a play on this game. You do? Okay. I have a play on this well, game. Well, I only bring up SEC versus SEC teams. I know you do. I'm just messing with you. But I do have a play on this one. You mean don't you? make it sound like I don't do my job. No, you do a fantastic job, Charlie. I haven't actually written any of... I have not had a chance to write down any of your actual yeah, I know, plays. I know do you have that. any? This is why... We, you have Jesus Florida Christ, Vandy? this is okay. why I've always suggested that we have a spreadsheet. But it's okay. I had Florida Vandy. I'll get it. I'll get it. Go ahead and talk okay, about I Western Kentucky. I have the Kentucky. over 57 and a half I got Florida it. Vandy. I got it. Western Kentucky at Auburn. Give me Western Kentucky plus six at Auburn. Western Kentucky is awesome on offense, guys. They are top 15 offense nationally. I know it's Conference USA, but they have been really good for a couple of years now. Auburn is an SEC defense, so that's certainly a step up in competition, even if it is Auburn. But Auburn is still not a great SEC defense. Western Kentucky is going to have a tough time stopping the Auburn run game. They absolutely will. But I just don't know if Auburn can run their way to score enough points to beat Western Kentucky. I do think that Western Kentucky is going to score some points on this Auburn defense. Auburn has had a tough time getting fans in the stadium right now. They've been very apathetic as I'm in the same kind of environment. And for this game, with the kind of weather, the cold weather we're going to have in the Southeast this weekend... I don't know if that crowd is going to be full. I don't think it, I certainly don't think it will be. And the people that are there, are they going to be really that enthusiastic? Are they going to be that into the game? Is it going to be that much of a home field advantage for them? I don't know that it will be. Not a typical Jordan Hare home field advantage. So I think that certainly aids Western Kentucky in this game. I, I, I know that Cadillac Williams, that's the part that scares me. Cadillac Williams has kind of injected some life into this program. They're playing for him and they're kind of leaning fully on into who they are, just running the football, running the football, running the football. But I think West Kentucky can score points. And I do not believe in the Auburn secondary. So give me West Kentucky plus six. I got one more play on this game, Charlie. Give me West Kentucky, Auburn over 52. West Kentucky is also not good on defense. They don't stop the run well at all. And that's what Auburn does fairly well. They're doing much better over the past couple of weeks. I do think Auburn's going to score. They're going to run the football. And like I said, I think West Kentucky's going to score. I don't believe in the Auburn secondary. So I like the over 52 quite a bit in this game, Charlie. It might be like a two or three unit play for me. Okay. Well, the only other SEC game I was going to talk about is the University of Massachusetts at Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Do you have is, a play on that? Yeah, I have the I under. Am, I am staying 437 miles away from that I'm game. I'm taking Charlie. the under, 47 and a half. <sighs> Should I take if, the over? No, I mean, if I honestly, UMass is freaking terrible. A&M is not good, but they have a lot of talent on defense. Young talent, but talent. I don't think UMass is going to score much. I also don't think A&M is going to score much because A&M just doesn't do that. They don't so they haven't yeah, scored you, more than thirty I mean, points. I mean, A&M could. I mean, against SEC teams though, um, I think A&M could score like 
35, 38, and then maybe hold UMass to six. Like, that's feasible. That's not a bad bet, Charlie. I just, I'm, I just, I'm staying away from a Like that is a trying to keep it wreck. interesting this week. It's weekend. a train wreck. You are definitely trying to do that. And I almost forgot Georgia. How can you forget? That's why we're all here, Charlie. This is the main event. I Every know, week for but us. it's Kentucky. It's just no, 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 no. We cannot have that attitude, Charlie. It's Kentucky. It's a tough game. That classic trap game, just no, like I mean, last week. Just, come on, come on. Can, you gotta talk yourself into these things. All I'm gonna say is Kentucky lost. Channel to your Vanderbilt. inner Larry Munson. Kentucky lost to Vanderbilt last weekend, 24-21. That is about all that needs to be said. They have Will Levis, who is supposed to be like first round draft pick. Well, I mean, according to everyone who does that for a living, he will be Don't for some reason. Don't think so. Don't think so. Georgia is currently. 22 and a half point favorite. My thing is the cold. That is the that is the Nobody wants to yeah, get that's, the, hit that's my concern. Yeah. When it's that cold. That is, that and is, your body just doesn't move. I mean, they're much younger than me, but your body just doesn't move as well no. because you're not warm. Hopefully Kirby made them practice in like shorts and no shirt with just shoulder pads on top this week. Just getting used to the conditions. It still wouldn't compare. I was pretty freaking cold in Athens this week, Charlie. It wasn't that cold. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, a kickoff is supposed to be like thirty-five, so I think that's cold. But now, after halftime, when the sun goes down, then we're talking like twenties. But it'll be fine. It's also farther north, so it's gonna yeah. Get I mean, dark the wind, like the five. wind. I know, I know, I know. I get that. It's it's gonna be cold. It's not getting around it, and that is the great equalizer. That's I my mean, one big concern. It's Georgia. I guess. I guess we cover. You guess we cover. I mean, it seems to go that way each week. <sighs> I mean, you watched that Kentucky team last week, right? Yep. That was a very bad look. Now. Don't you expect us to get a better a better Kentucky team than what Vandy got last week? We get everybody's best yeah, shot. I mean, but I still I guess I still think we can cover the twenty two and a half. Well, I mean, Charlie, you're not crazy. I, I think so as well. Honestly, Charlie, there's just no way that we should lose this game. Honestly, there's no way this game should even be close. Now saying that anyone can lose. We know that it's college football. Anybody can lose to anybody on any given day. But there's still no way that we should lose this game. No way this game should be close. And that's not just because Kentucky just lost to Vanderbilt. I've been watching Kentucky pretty closely all year, guys, because I told you guys earlier in the week, I had Kentucky ranked as the number one most difficult game on our schedule back in the preseason because of the situation, the spot, where it landed at the end of our toughest stretch of the season. I thought this was a very classic trap game setting. I have a lot of respect for their coaching staff, Mark Stoops and company. So I've been watching them close. I thought this could be a tough game for us. But... I was disabused of that notion about halfway through the season because it became pretty clear to me that Kentucky just does not have it this year. And that's primarily so because they are just so dreadfully bad on offense. And more than anything, when you look at this game, the reason I'm very, and you guys know, I have a lot of Larry Munts and Vince Dooley in me. You know that I'm always a guy that's like, oh, I don't know, man, like we better watch out for this game. Like you better take them seriously, you better respect them. And of course, you got to respect them. Of course, you got to take them seriously. Of course, you got to play to your standard. All those things are still true. But I'm more confident going to this game than I even was last week against Mississippi State because this is the style and type of offense that our defense is truly built to stop. This is what we do, right? We stop these kind of offenses, pro-style offenses. I want to run the football, take shots down the field because what do we do best defensively? What have we done best defensively for years? We stop the run. And this Kentucky offense is, is very similar to what we see every day in practice. When we go back to spring practice and fall camp, when you're working on you, this is the same kind of offense that we typically see. We're not going to be running a bunch of different looks on defense. We're not going to be doing things that we never do, like we had to do against Tennessee, like we had to do last week against Mississippi State. We're just not. We're going to do what Georgia does defensively, what we are built to do. 
And this is also a matchup, as I said in the preview episode, of the best defense in the league versus what you can certainly argue is the worst offense in the league, one of the worst two offenses in the league with, uh, with all, right there with Missouri. Even if they do have a future first-rounder at quarterback, he's, because as Charlie said, he might be a first-rounder, but he does not play that way at the college level. Now, their defense is good, though, and their defense will play as tough. They always do. They make it tough on us. They're physical. They're extremely well-prepared, well-coached. And you know, as Charlie was saying, like, they're going to be jacked up, guys. Like They just lost to Vandy last week. They want to redeem that loss. They want to redeem their entire season with a massive home upset of the number one team. But honestly, none of that should matter. It really shouldn't. What does concern me, as I was saying, is the cold, the wind. Like That's concern. That could be the great equalizer. Just look back to Ohio State Northwestern. Remember that game a couple weeks ago, Charlie? Ohio State Northwestern? Yes. Now, that was like 40-mile-an-hour wind, so that's a different animal. It's not quite that type of weather game. But weather can be an equalizer when you have a team that's clearly more talented versus a lesser talented team. It can kind of negate that talent. It it takes you away from doing some of the things that you do that makes your team so good. So that's really my big concern. But last week was also a good warm-up for the weather in Lexington. It was cold in Mississippi State, guys, or in Starkville. It was a very cold game. So I feel really good about this game, guys. We are the much better team. I, th- I love the matchup in this game. Again, no way this game should be close. No way that we should lose this game. I think this team is focused right now. I know you could sit here and say, oh, well, George can overlook this team because we know we're looking, looking at the SEC Championship game, playing LSU. Sure, okay, but that's been the case each of the past however many years, five of the last six years, and we don't overlook these kind of games. Kirby has us in the right mindset. I believe in our coaches. I believe in our guys. I think we come out and we play focused. We play to our standard, and we win this game. We cover this spread. I think we win by, I don't know, Charlie, 20, I'd say 24 to 30 points. All right, so easily covered. Was it 30 to 3 last year? Something like that? I think so. Something like that. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if easily covered, but I think when it's all said and done that we will cover the spread in this game. All right, so that does it for the SEC, right, Charlie? Yes. All right, so you want to take a quick break real quick before we get to the rest of the slate? Absolutely. All right, guys, my bookie, Charlie, I just want to let you take this because you have just become like a superstar when it comes to re- doing ad reads. You want to tell our friends about my bookie? Well, I mean, this show is about picks, so we are going to be using my bookie to play several bets every well, single week. Every week. Now you can even bet on basketball. I college know basketball. Yeah, I love me some college you'll basketball. You'll start yeah. talking about that, I know, soon. Well, more when football. Well, yes. it's getting to the point where well, you're I mean, talking about it. I want to talk it. college basketball right now, but I don't think our the rest of our listeners are quite ready for that yet. Maybe you can give some insight for some good picks in basketball. It's the season goes on, but definitely take some of our picks. We're you know we're above five hundred, winning I mean, money. We're basically at sixty percent this week this year, Charlie. Yes, combined. we are. So I mean that's all. Like I'm not calling us like professionals, but we've had a really good year. If you've been following us, you probably made a little bit of money. We've made some money. So use these picks, guys. Use them to your advantage. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code UGA and make yourself some spending money here for the holiday season. We know you got to do that Christmas shopping. It's coming up. It's right around the corner. So go ahead, sign up today, and bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. 
Go to LipsonAds.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lipson Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lipson Ads. Go to LipsonAds.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. All right. Well, how many bets do you have? I never really count them, Charlie. I just know I have a lot. Well, let's see how many you have. I have seven left. You have seven. Oh, I have definitely had more than that. Probably I, twice as many as I that. I know. So which conference do you want to go to first? Um. Well, once again, just to make you did happy. Did you organize? I did just, oh, to, just, to, just to make you happy, Charlie. I do what I'm told. I'm All right. so, you know, it's Thanksgiving next week. I'm thankful that you've learned how to organize. I'm thankful for your patience, Charlie. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm an idiot. Yeah. So I appreciate you. We all know. I mean, it's very clear. It's very clear. All right, ACC. Let's go first up here. I don't want to spend too much time on this game, but Florida State. Charlie, I don't know if you've been paying attention to Florida State. Florida State right now. Pretty good. They are murdering people. They are the best team in the ACC. Like if they lined up and they played every other team in the ACC right now, I think they would win every single game. Unfortunately for them, they had a three-game losing streak in the middle of the season. In the, who was it? Wake Forest, NC State, and Clemson. All those games that set for the weight game were one-score games. They had the lead late in, in the Clemson game and the uh, the NC State game. And they had the NC State game. They blew that game. But right now, they are playing better than anyone in the in the ACC. I truly believe they're the best team in the ACC, but they're not going to make it the ACC championship game. That's the way these things work. Louisiana is not as good as they have in the past couple of years. Billy Napier's gone. They're fine. They're okay. They're 5-5. Five and five. I watched a couple of their games. They're just not dynamic offensively. They're okay defensively. They're just not really good at anything. I think Florida State is just absolutely rolling right now. 24 points is a lot of points. I don't like big spreads like that usually, but I love the way that Florida State is playing right now. They are just killing people right now. So give me the Knowles minus 24 at home against the Raging Cajuns. All right. What other ACC plays do you have? Uh, Let's go uh, UNC, Charlie. You know, last week I... I, uh, did something I never do. I put Georgia Tech on my card to win a game, to cover a spread against Miami. And I told you guys when I did that that I hated myself. And I doubly hate myself now because not only did I have to kind of somewhat cheer for Georgia Tech, they also lost. They let me down. And it's like, dear God. Like, I wasn't really that upset because I, I love when Georgia Tech loses. But you know what? I'm going back to my old old ways this week, and I am fading Georgia Tech. Charlie, Georgia Tech is now on their third-string quarterback. North Carolina is not good on defense, but, man, they are good on offense. I think Drake May is the – I don't know if he's the best player in the country, but statistically, because that's what the Heisman Trophy Award is, Drake May should win the Heisman Trophy. Now, he will not because he wasn't a named guy coming into this season, and he plays for North Carolina, which is obviously not a football power, but he is – so fun to watch, and he is so good, man. He's awesome. He should definitely win the Heisman Trophy. I think this North Carolina team is going to put up a ton of points on Georgia Tech, and with Georgia Tech being on their third-string quarterback, no Jeff Simsey, they announced he's out for the season. I think as bad as North Carolina defense is, 
I don't think Tekken actually put up enough points to keep this game from getting funny. I really don't. I think Carolina, I think Carolina can win the ACC. I think they could beat Clemson. Their defense is so bad in that it's hard to bet on that. But with that offense, like any given day, they could be they could be almost anybody because they are just that good on offense. Josh Downs is back. He's healthy. He's playing really well right now. So giving the Tar Heels minus 21, and um, I'm trying to redeem myself from actually putting money on Tech last week, which I so deeply regret. Yeah, well, I agree. Georgia Tech's on their third-string quarterback. I mean, it's Georgia Tech, and I'm also taking UNC minus 21. I like it, Charlie. Yeah. Of the same mind there. Yeah. You have another ACC play? Uh, you can go ahead. All right. I'm uh, I'm going to go Boston College here. Do you have Boston College in your card? Did I, I see? do have Boston College. What do you got? You have them plus 21? I got them plus 21. All right. I'm going to take Boston College also plus 21 at Notre Dame. I know Notre Dame has kind of put some things together the past couple weeks. Obviously, they upset Clemson a couple weeks ago at home. But I still don't believe in Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame is that good. I mean, this is still the team that lost at home to Marshall, guys. And Marshall's not even a good Sunbelt team. They lost at home to Marshall. And the Boston College offense has been a train wreck all year. The offensive line has been probably the worst in the entire country, to be honest with you. Every time I watch them play, it's like, dear God, they can't even function. They're so bad on the offensive line. But that offense has gotten better the last two weeks. Oddly enough, with Phil Jerkovic out of the lineup, it's been Emmett Moorhead in at quarterback. And he's done for 300 yards each of the last two weeks. I still don't believe in the Notre Dame offense. I think they're garbage. The Boston College defense is not great, but they're solid. I mean, 21 points here, Charlie. I think Notre Dame wins the game, but I like the way that Boston College is playing right now. I think Emmett Moorhead has given them a little bit of life on offense. So give me the the, the Eagles here, plus 21. All right. Any ACC plays after that? That's it. That no. wraps up the ACC you for me. Move to the Big Ten? Let's do it. All right. Uh, how many do you have? I have two. In the Big Ten, I've got one, two, three, four, five. I'm going heavy on Big Ten plays this week. All right, I'll give you one and then I'll let you go. Um, Illinois is playing at Michigan. Illinois lost last week to Purdue. And now they're 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 Big Ten West title hopes are hanging by a thread at this point. Hanging by a thread, but they're still there. Yep. They are an 18-point underdog at Michigan this weekend. I mean, they're not going to beat Michigan, but they do have a good defense. Um, I do think that they'll be able to hang within... 18. 18, so I'm taking Illinois plus 18. Yeah. I'm also going to take them under 42.5. Did you hack into my notes, Charlie? I did not. You're right. I know that you're not savvy enough, technologically speaking, to be able to do that. But, yeah, those are great picks, Charlie. I actually have both of those. I have Illinois plus 18 and Illinois, uh, Illinois, Michigan under 42 and a half. Illinois, this is an interesting matchup because Illinois is like a poor man's Michigan this year. They are built exactly the same way that Michigan is. Both run the football. They both play good defense. But Michigan just has better players. But 18 points worth of better players? Uh, maybe, possibly. But I just think Illinois is good enough on defense to slow down Michigan's rushing uh, rushing attack. Because Michigan's very one-dimensional. It's a fantastic dimension with Blake Corum. But they have not shown that they can actually throw the ball to win a football game. They haven't, they haven't had to. They have not had to. So give them that. But if Illinois, who is a top 10 team in uh, in rushing defense, are are this, is this the team that can actually force Michigan to have to throw the ball to win? And we'll see if they can do that. I'm not sure if McCarthy's forced to do it. He can do it because he hasn't shown that he can be that guy. And if you look at the matchup, it's the number one defense in the country versus the number two defense in the country. They are both uh, in the top five of the Big Ten in rushing offense, but they're both in the top six 
in the entire country in rushing defense. So this is just not a matchup that's going to be conducive to a lot of points being scored, Charlie. Two teams that want to run the football, two teams that are very good at stopping the run. So give me uh, the under 42 and a half. I'm totally with you on that. It's a fantastic play. All right, what's your next Big Ten play? All right, I'm going to go Purdue. Purdue had the big win against Illinois last week. They are facing Northwestern at home. Northwestern is absolutely god-awful. Purdue has put themselves with that win at Illinois last week. They put themselves in a really good position to win the Big Ten West. It's not a done deal. Got to see what happens with Iowa and Minnesota. But, you know, Northwestern just lost to Minnesota last week by 28 with Minnesota's backup quarterback under center. Purdue is a team that can score some points. Northwestern just can't really score points. They can't really stop teams. They're kind of just out there going through the motions at this point. So give me Purdue minus 18 and a half. And Charlie, I'm also going to take Purdue over 31 points with their team total. My next Big Ten pick is Wisconsin at Nebraska. Both of these teams have lost their head coach. It's an ugly game, probably. I mean, every game in Nebraska right now is an ugly game. Yeah. Uh, who, Matt Rule was rumored to be there this week Potentially. for an interview. Matt Rule's talking. for basically every available job out yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm not picking a side in this one. I'm taking the under 40. That's not bad because Nebraska, I mean, Casey Thompson's out there in a backup quarterback and it's Chubba Purdy and he was just basically inept last week. So I don't like, I don't hate that one at all, Charlie. I'm actually going to take a side here because I think Nebraska is done. Maybe forever. Like Maybe Nebraska football is just done forever, Charlie. But they're definitely done this season. So give me Wisconsin minus 10. The Huskers, Charlie, get this number. They have not gone over 248 yards of offense in a month. October 15th is the last game that Nebraska went over 248 yards total offense. So that goes to your point. They're under 40. I like that pick, Charlie. It's a pretty good pick because Nebraska just can't do anything on offense. And then at home or not, like on the road, it doesn't matter. Jim Leonard, his defense is not the kind of off, kind of defense to get on track against. He's a fantastic defensive coach. He's now the interim coach. And the thing with Jim Leonard is, guys, he wants this job. He's, the, he's a Wisconsin guy. They're out of the Big Ten West picture, but he's still coaching for that permanent gig. And I think the players are playing for him. They want him to get that job. At least that's the vibe that I get. So I think Wisconsin's going to go into Nebraska, and I think they're going to win this game convincingly. So give me the Badgers minus 10. All right, that's all of my Big Ten picks. Do you have any more? I got one more. I'm going to go, uh, let's go to the Great White North. Speaking of cold, let's go to Minnesota where the all Iowa Hawkeyes are bringing in their just smoking hot offense. I mean, Charlie, they're actually scoring like in the 20s now. Have you seen this? It's unbelievable. Fantastic. I mean, I don't know what's going on in Iowa. But Iowa is a two and a half point underdog. I think that Iowa is getting much better. They're always good on defense. Offensively, they're, guys, they're still bad. They're still very bad, but they're not as bad. They can actually score a touchdown here and there now, which they could not do earlier in the season. And if Iowa wins out, they win the Big Ten West. This is a huge game for them. This is a tough test on the road, but there's also a very good chance that Tanner Morgan is out again as a quarterback for Minnesota. And Kyle Kamanis, if that's how you pronounce his name, their backup that's been playing for him, he's a mobile guy. He's a dual threat guy. He cannot throw the ball to save his life. I mean, he's been under 100 yards a couple times when he's had to play this year. And so it's going to be a one-dimensional attack. Mo Ibrahim is a fantastic running back. But one-dimensional rushing attacks do not typically fare well against Iowa. So give me Iowa plus two and a half. And I might give you a little foreshadowing here as an upset special chart. I really like the Hawkeyes to win this game. All right. Where do you want to go next? I got some Big 12 plays. All right. We can go to Big 12. You can go ahead. I only have one Big 12 
play. Well, you only have how many left? You have like three, three total? Okay. Well, in a parlay. Three in a parlay. All right. I got a couple big 12 plays here. All right. Uh, let's go to Ames, Iowa. Give me the Red Raiders, Texas Tech, plus three and a half at Iowa State. Guys, I've told you before this season, and it has not failed me yet. Iowa State does not win close games. I've learned my lesson. I've bet on them a couple times over the past couple years when there's these tight spreads, but I have learned, guys. It's okay. You get things wrong sometimes. You lose a bet, but you got to learn from it, and I have learned from it. When it's a tight spread, fade Iowa State hard and heavy. And Texas Tech, I think, is just a better team anyway. Now, this is one of those matchups. There's good offense in Texas Tech versus really good defense in Iowa State. But in games like this, and this is the reason that Iowa State is so bad in these tight spread type situations, because their quarterback, Hunter Deckers, is a flat-out liability. When games are this tight, when the town is this tight, one play can make the difference. And Hunter Deckers is a turnover machine. He's already thrown 13 interceptions. That's why they struggle in games like this. So giving the Red Raiders to go on the road, and I... I I think they could certainly win this game outright, but give me the Raiders. If you give me three and a half, I will take the three and a half. All right. I only have one Big 12 play. TCU is playing at Baylor. I'm going to take Baylor plus three this weekend. You think this is the week that TCU slips up? They've been so close multiple times. I feel like they're going to slip up. At some point, so maybe it's this weekend. I just can't figure out Baylor. Like, you know, one week they're, they play fantastic. The next week they lose to West Virginia on the road, and then they come home and they get smacked around by, by Kansas State. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know what to make sense of Baylor right now. They can beat anybody. They can win this game, but they also can, they have the ability to just look absolutely terrible on any given Saturday. But, you know, I I think TCU is ripe to get upset after that Texas game, Charlie. I don't, I don't think you're too far off on that one. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to say in the Big 12. We've got one more in the Big 12 here. Let's go Kansas State minus 7.5 at West Virginia. I know West Virginia just had a big win against Oklahoma last week, but how big is that? When I know to them, like to beat Oklahoma, anytime they can beat Oklahoma, that's big for them. But Oklahoma's 5-5, five and five, guys. Like They're not a good football team. And here's the thing. If you watch that game, West Virginia celebrated at the end of that game like they had just won the entire Big 12. When clearly they had not. Their, their coach, Neil Brown, still probably going to get fired. They're still 4-6. and six. And then Kansas State on the other side, they're still in great position to actually win the Big 12. But they can't get upset here in this spot. I think they know that. If they win out, they're going to go to the Big 12 championship game. And they're going to play TCU. Right now, Adrian Martinez is out. But I actually think the, their backup, Will Howard, gives them the best chance to win. He's a far more competent passer. He's a good enough runner. He's not the most dynamic runner in the world, not like Adrian Martinez, but he he gives them more in the pass game. I think he's their better option at quarterback, and I think him playing is actually a good thing for them. So I wish this was only seven. I don't love the hook, but give me Kansas State. I think they're on a mission to get to the Big 12 championship game. So give me the Wildcats minus seven and a half. I know we have a couple more left, Charlie, but do you want to get to our last break real fast? Absolutely. What about Alumni Hall, Charlie? You had to bundle up. I know you're going to be bundling up this weekend in Lexington. And I know you told me earlier in the week you were going to stop in Alumni Hall and try to get the hookup. I went to go get myself a new long sleeve dry fit shirt. I like the men's by a small. They yep. fit well. Bought myself a new one of those as an extra layer. You got to layer up. Yeah, bought some Christmas gifts while I was in there. Did you see the new Johnny O stuff? They had a bunch of polos that came in. I don't know if you were doing some Christmas shopping. I did buy one of those for someone. I bought a red one. They got polos, new quarter zips, a lot of new stuff dropping really every single day, guys. And I'm telling you, Black Friday is a week away. Charlie, are you a Black Friday kind of gal? Do you go out and do that? absolutely not. But, great thing. Shop the online deals? 
No, I do not. Great thing is, though, if you do like to do that, you can reap the rewards from Alumni Hall in store or on your phone or computer and with their hall pass rewards program for every 150 dollars that you spend you get ten dollars towards a future purchase so why not guys you're gonna be spending money there to get some stuff for yourself your family for the holidays go ahead and get some free cash while you're at it can i ask how many rewards points you have ever earned overall god charlie hundreds we shouldn't know we probably don't want to know it's too much i've spent way more money than i ever have any right to in that store but you know i can't help myself i got a problem well if you enjoy it that's i'm a connoisseur of fine georgia gear and alumni hall feeds my addiction that's what that's the way it works but if you're in the market guys alumni hall is the place to go because that is where the bulldogs shop you're a podcast listener and this is a podcast ad reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from lips and ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. All right. Well, let's go out to the Pac-12. What do you say? Let's do it. I got a couple of those How many Pac-12 plays do you have? I've got three Pac-12 plays and I got two G5 plays. All right. Well, go ahead with your Pac-12 because I only have... Two plays. Okay. I'm going to go to... What what a game this is going to be, guys. I know you're all going to be glued to the screen watching this game. Cal versus Stanford. The big game, right? Well, Stanford, guys. I am in full-on fade Stanford mode. I'm mad at myself last week. I actually had Utah minus 24 against Stanford on my card last week, and then I backed off while we were doing the show. I just looked at it, and I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. I have too many, too many picks already. I don't need that one. But... What did Utah do? They beat the holy hell out of Stanford, and I would have won that bet, but I'm an idiot and just didn't go with my gut. Not making the same mistake this week. Cal is not a good football team, but Stanford is a bottom three power five team in the country this year, in my opinion. They are just so, so bad. They've been outscored by 100 points over the last three games, guys, and you're saying that Cal's only given five right now? I know it's a rivalry game, and Cal's not good themselves, but Stanford is just an absolutely dreadfully bad football team. So give me Cal minus five. Um, you want me to go one more? I'll throw one out there. Um, USC is at UCLA this weekend. Huge game. Um, I'm not picking a side in this game. Uh, I think UC- USC will probably win, or maybe not. I don't know. So I don't know, but two. I do know that I'm taking under 75 and a half because I feel like that's a lot of points. These are two pretty bad defenses, Charlie. Two teams that can score, but 75 know, is so but many. 75 is a lot so of many. points. I actually won some money. I didn't put it on the card last week, but you know the UNC Wake Forest win total balloon last week to like 79 and a half, and I was like, it's too many. And I took the under in that game. And I, now I will admit I sweated that out for a little bit in the first half because it looked like it was going to go way over. But they slowed down a little bit in the second half, and it went under. I won that bet. 
So, you know, we'll see how that plays out for you, Charlie. But I am going to take a side in this game just because I want to have a side in this game. I'm, I will tell you guys right now, I am not super confident in this play. I'm probably, this is probably the one I'm least confident in on the entire card this week. But it's a big game, and I want to have a play on it. I want to talk about it here on the podcast. USC has more to play for here, guys. UCLA is still in contention for the Pac-12 title to get into the Pac-12 title game, but they are out of the college playoff mix. USC is still in the mix for both of those. Both of those goals are still out there in front of them, potentially. So I think that does matter in this game. I know it's a rivalry game. They're going to play hard no matter what, but USC just has that little extra kick, little extra motivation. I am going to take the Trojans minus two and a half on the road at UCLA, and saying on the road is is not exactly accurate. I mean, yeah, I know technically they're playing in the Rose Bowl, but there's going to be a lot of USC fans there. It's never really raucous home field crowd anyway. I know they they said they sold out, which cool, good for you, but I imagine there'll be a lot of Trojan fans in the in the stands there. But these are two really good offenses. They're built very differently. One's a very pass-happy offense. UCLA wants to run the football. They do it very, very well. And you also have two very suspect defenses, which Charlie is wide. The total is 75 and a half right now. But at the end of the day, when I'm trying to decide who's going to win this game, because I do think it's kind of a toss-up. I get why you're not taking a side, Charlie. It's very a very toss-up-ish game. But at the end of the day, I just have more faith in Caleb Williams at quarterback for USC. He should also be getting Jordan Addison, Mario Williams back at receiver, who are clearly his top two options. I mean, Addison is the defending Blitnikoff award winner as the nation's top wide receiver last year. I do have a very strong fear that UCLA will just run all over them because UCLA is a top 10 rushing offense and USC is not very good defending the run. So that is a concern for me. But again, I'm putting a lot of stock in Caleb Williams here in this spot, in this moment. So give me the Trojans. Minus two and a half, trying to keep their college playoff hopes alive. All right, I have one more play in the Big 12. That's Utah at Oregon. Oregon didn't look so hot last weekend. Is well, they, Bo Nix playing this week? I mean, apparently, but you just never know. Yeah. Oregon looked good offensively, but they're just not good on defense. That's the problem for them. Oregon was favored earlier in the week, right? I think at one point, but now it's uh, it's swung that they're a two-point dog. Okay, so, well, I'm still going to take, take Oregon plus two in this one. I am totally in agreement there, Charlie. I'm totally in agreement. Give me Oregon plus two. They are a top three offense in college football. Defensively, not so much. But the one thing they do well on defense is stop the run. They're top 20 nationally. And that's that's tough for Utah because Utah's built like we are. They want to run the football, establish the run, work play, play action off of that, take shots down the field. So if you can stop their run game or at least limit it to a degree, you can beat Utah. Now, I do love Cam Rising. I think Cam Rising is a stud. He's a tough, physical player. I love watching this guy play. Like, I really loved, I had like a man crush on Matt Corral last year. I thought that guy was just tough as freaking nails. And I feel a lot of the same things about Cam Rising. Not quite the same level, but he is a really fun quarterback to watch. He's a tough, tough dude. But he just doesn't really have a ton of playmakers around him for them to be that kind of offense, but kind of just throw the ball down the field. I do think this is a bounce back spot for Oregon. They're still in a very good position to at least play in the Pac-12 title game for a spot in the Rose Bowl. Their, their college football playoff hopes are dashed, but they can get to the Rose Bowl. That's still big in year one for Dan Lanning. It'll be a really tough, great environment. I think that Oregon is going to win this game outright, so definitely give me Oregon plus two. If you're giving me the two points, I'll take it. All right, that's all of my picks before we get into parlays. Okay, I got two here real quick in the G5. Let's go to the American Conference, Charlie. Houston freaking sucks. I hate Houston. That was probably my biggest miss in the preseason. When I was doing like my preseason predictions, talking about different teams, and I thought that Houston was a team that could potentially be like a, a dark horse to go undefeated and maybe sneak into the college football playoff. I could not have been more wrong. And really, it's been like 
toxic stuff in the locker room. Like they had a player fight another player on the sideline. And that kind of stuff's hard to predict. But I was just flat out wrong on Houston. I will own that. I I, I was high on them coming the year and I, I just missed on that. So I hate Houston. They suck. I don't like being wrong. I was wrong on that one. So they can, you know, whatever. They suck. ECU's a good football team, guys. Colton Ellers at quarterback can put up points. Houston can put up points sometimes, but they lost, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Charlie, I don't know if you saw this game. Houston gave up 77 points to SMU. And a large reason behind that is they lost like five or six defensive starters in that game. And they're still without a lot of those starters. And that is not a good recipe for success against an ECU team that can absolutely put up points. So give me ECU. I know they're not good on defense either, but give me the Pirates minus six at home against Houston. I am fading Houston hard on this one. And then finally... You have another one? I have one more. I have one more. I have never done this before, Charlie. I've never actually bet on UConn to cover a spread, like to win a game. I've never done it in my life because they've been very, very bad. But I'm going to take UConn plus 10 at Army. I mean, UConn, Charlie, what a story. What a story. Six wins after winning just four games over the last three years combined. But here's the thing with UConn, Charlie. They are technically bowl eligible with that sixth win. But they really need another one. They can use two more wins, but at least one more win because they're an independent team. They're not attached to a conference. So if they're not attached to a conference, there's no direct bowl tie-ins for them. So that means they're going to be competing for a very select few at-large spots once all the bowl tie-ins, conference tie-ins, are are filled. So every single win counts for UConn. Army is fine. They're not as good as they have been the past couple years. And I don't know if UConn's going to win the game. I think they have a shot to, but I think they're going to be motivated to win this game. They have become bowl eligible, but I think they realize like that doesn't guarantee us a spot in a bowl game. And they've come this far. You can't stop now. You got to keep pushing. So give me UConn plus 10. Jim Moore Jr.'s done a hell of a job there in year one, getting that UConn program turned around. I did not expect that this year. That's just a, a fantastic story there that not many people are talking about. Good for them. Good for the Huskies. All right. Well, I've already said my upset special. Arkansas over Ole Miss. Let's go Hogs. But also, I like Ole Miss. You have to make your choice, Charlie. Sam or Lane? I can't make my choice. Sam or Lane? can't make my choice. Sam or Lane? I can't make my choice. I'm taking What's Sam. What's your upset special? You hinted at it. Is it well, I got, Iowa State? You know what, Charlie? It's late in the season. I'm going to just... I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw some darts, Charlie. Give me Western Kentucky outright over Auburn. I'll take the six, too. But I'm also going to take a flyer on, on Western Kentucky to win outright against Auburn. I think it's going to be an apathetic crowd. Auburn's a very one-dimensional offense. Western Kentucky, yes, is a top 15 offense nationally, top five passing offense. I do not love Auburn's secondary. So give me, you know, if we're talking about flyers late in the season, give me Western Kentucky over Auburn as an upset special. I'm also going to go ahead and take it. Give me Oregon over Utah at home. Give me Texas Tech over Iowa State. I just, I cannot trust Hunter Deckers in that spot. He turns the ball over way too much. And I'm also going to say Iowa over Minnesota. I do not think Tanner Morgan's going to be playing at quarterback in this game for the Gophers. Iowa's playing much better offensively, and that's certainly relative, but they're always good defensively. It's going to probably be a low-scoring affair, but I like Iowa to win this game and keep their Big Ten West Todd Hopes alive and try to earn that right to get smacked around by either Ohio State or Michigan. All right, what's your parlay, Charlie? All right, my parlay this weekend is Michigan State over Indiana. Okay. Texas over Kansas. Okay. And Arkansas over Ole Miss. Whoa, whoa. You're putting your upset special on there? 7.30, going to be very cold. So it's been a rough year for you for parlay. So you're we're just saying screw out. it. We're, just, 12, we're just going for it. Week 12, let's go. We're just going for it. Let's go. Week 12. I love that, Charlie. I love it. That's bold. Love it. All right, my parlay. I'm going to take Wisconsin over 
Nebraska, I'm going to take Kansas State. Give me Cal and give me Oklahoma in Bedlam outright. I'm going to take all these teams on the money line. Wisconsin, Kansas State, Cal over Stanford. Give me Oklahoma over OK State. And that comes out to plus 213. So that's my parlay of the week, Charlie. I guess we got to do our recap real quick, right? Yes, we do. Should I go first? Go I guess first. I normally go first. All right. I'm taking Vandy plus 14 against Florida. I'm taking the over 67 for Tennessee and South Carolina. I'm taking Arkansas plus two and a half uh, against Ole Miss. I'm taking the under 60 in that game. I'm also taking Arkansas to win the game. Upset special. Um, I'm taking... The under 47 and a half for University of Massachusetts at Texas A&M. The University of Massachusetts, not UMass. UMass. Different program. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm messing with you, Charlie. I'm sorry for being specific. No, it's just, I, I don't hear people normally say University of Massachusetts, but it's great. You're UMass. Very, very proper. I love it. UMass at Texas A&M. Is that good? I love Got it. Got it? Okay. Boston College plus 21 at Notre Dame. Taking UNC minus 21 at home against Georgia Tech. Um... Into the Big Ten, Illinois plus 18 against Michigan. I'm also taking the under 42.5 in that game. Wisconsin-Nebraska taking the under 40. Moving to the Big 12, TCU at Baylor taking Baylor plus 3. And then finally in the Pac-12, USC at UCLA taking the under 75.5. And And then Utah at Oregon taking Oregon plus 2. Fantastic card, Charlie. Upset special Arkansas parlay. Michigan State over Indiana, Texas over Kansas, and Arkansas over Ole Miss. How do you feel about the card this week? I mean, you've been you've been on fire. I feel like some of it's random. Well, I mean, not that, random to me. Like, uh, it's just all over the place. Uh, yeah. You've taken some flyers it's here not, late in the season. It's not the wackiest weekend I've had. I don't think. But do you feel like these are some winners? I mean, you always hope. Oh, of course, you hope. All right, Charlie, you've been on fire, so I, I'm not going to give you any any grief for this. You've you've been killing it the past month or so. All right, my card is. Florida, Vandy over 57.5. Give me Western Kentucky plus 6 at Auburn. Also give me Western Kentucky at Auburn over 52 points. Give me Florida State minus 24 versus Louisiana. The artist formerly known as Louisiana Lafayette. The Knowles are just killing people right now. Give me North Carolina minus 21 uh, at home against Georgia Tech. It's a redemption game for me. I am fading Tech this week. Give me Boston College plus 21 at Notre Dame. Give me Illinois plus 18 at Michigan. And also give me the under 42 and a half in Illinois, Michigan. Give me Purdue minus 18 and a half versus Northwestern. Also give me the Purdue over 31 team total. I'll take Wisconsin on the road minus 10 versus Nebraska team. That's just... um. Man, they are very, very bad. It's a bad football team. Give me Iowa plus two and a half at Minnesota. Give me Texas Tech plus two and a half at Iowa State. Can't trust Hunter Deckers in that spot. Kansas State minus seven and a half at West Virginia. Going to the Pac-12, I'm going to take Cal minus five against a very bad Stanford football team. I'm going to take UCLA or USC in a game that I'm not super confident in, but I want to have a play on this one. So give me USC minus two and a half at UCLA. I'm putting my faith in... Caleb Williams in that one. Give me Oregon plus two at Utah and G5. I'm going to take ECU minus six against Houston because Houston freaking sucks. Give me UConn plus 10 at Army. Got a couple of set specials for you guys. Give me West Kentucky over Auburn. Give me Oregon over Utah. Give me Texas Tech over Iowa State. Give me Iowa over... Charlie, you have Michigan right here. They're not playing Michigan, Charlie. They're playing Minnesota, but it's okay. We're going to take Iowa over Minnesota. In my parlay, I'm going to take Wisconsin, Kansas State, Cal, Oklahoma, all on the money line. Give you some plus 213 juice. Charlie, I don't know. You might not feel great. You might call it random. I feel good about this week. 
we've been rolling the past couple weeks, and I think we're going to keep this train going this week as well. Certainly hope so. Stay warm this weekend, Charlie. You as well. And any of you listeners out there that are also making the trip, I love Lexington. It's a fantastic road trip. But you, please, also stay warm. And as always, go dogs.